Hey everyone, welcome to Thriving Marriage with Mark and Bethany. This is our weekly discussion of marriage and family in the Christian life, and we are here today to talk about our next book in our Crossway Book Giveaway series. Uh, we're giving away a copy, uh, a couple copies of What Did You Expect by Paul David Tripp. So mm-hmm. Crossway has been kind to uh, give copies away uh, for our listeners, so you can go onto our Facebook and yep. enter to win there probably within a few days of listening to this episode uh, or the release of this episode, we're going to pick a name. So if you haven't had a chance to enter, go ahead and do that now. Yeah. You never know. You could win. I mean, we had winners in the last one, so we did. there are winners. <laughs> it could be you. That's right. And in Bethany's eyes, you're all winners. You're all... <laughs> Everyone gets a trophy. <laughs> Just kidding. So when we think about this book, in relation to the last book mm-hmm. that we uh, reviewed on our podcast, uh, this one is, is pretty strikingly different. Yes. Uh, so the last book we reviewed was God, Marriage, and Family by Andreas Kossenberger. And one of the major reflections that we made on that book is that it's very theologically rich. Yeah. It's dense. Mm-hmm. It's a biblical theology of God, Marriage, and Family. Right. And uh, so roll up your sleeves. Yeah. Get now, in there. when it comes to this book... Uh, what did you expect? It's kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum in being a lot more uh, easy to read, easy, yes. e- easily accessible, and a lot of stories and right. jokes and kind of light, lighter yeah. on that yeah, note. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, he he uses a lot of experiences. So if you're one of those people who really connect and enjoy hearing an example um, kind of, you know, if you hear it in a sermon or you hear it in a story and you hear that example or that story, that real life story and what went on, you're going to see a lot of those in this book. I mean, sometimes the beginning of the chapter, there'll be three or four in a row. So it's just like story after example. And it does kind of, if you're maybe struggling or if you're in one of those same places, you can connect with that in a different way. So yeah, it's definitely laid out with a lot more experiences than it is just kind of expositing a passage. Yeah, the concepts are kind of based on what the Bible says, and mm-hmm. there's biblical wisdom, but right. it's not pointing you to a lot of passages or working through those passages for you. Right, yeah. There's definitely scripture throughout the book, but yeah, it's it's not like we're really getting into the words and what they mean in the context. It's more just, you know, here's the biblical principle, and here's a few Bible verses that support it, and here's the thought with it, and then a lot about how we should do that or why we should do that. Yeah, yeah. And I suppose we should say something just about the the general point of the book. I yeah. mean, it's called "What Did You Expect?" And <laughs> I you expected know. a happy marriage yeah. with a happy ending <laughs> and everything peachy. <laughs> right. So he's seeking to address that yeah. misconception of you know when we get married, everything's going to be easy and great. Right. False. Right. You know, here are some things you need to think through and work on uh, because it's not going to be all happy and peachy all the time. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So the book is really broken up into six parts with a couple chapters in each part. Mm -hmm. And the parts are um, really uh, phrased as commitments. And so you have six commitments that essentially every Christian couple is going to make to one another when they get married. Right. And so then there's some follow-up commentary on those commitments. Yeah. So for example, the commitment number one that comes between chapters four and chapter five is 
we will give ourselves to a regular lifestyle of confession and forgiveness. Yeah. And then commitment number two, we will make growth and change our daily agenda. And so it goes through the whole book to kind of work through these six major commitments that you make and then ways that those can go wrong. Yeah. And I think that the ways it can go wrong is a big point that's, you know, if you don't get this, here's some of the drawbacks. Here's some of the stories of this couple who it thought it was going to be great, but they didn't get this concept. And, and, you know, it's like, alert, alert, don't go down the same path. There's also a lot of questions. I mean, if you like those rhetorical questions where it causes you to reflect on your own marriage, on your own approach to these commitments and the biblical concepts, then there are a lot of just reflective questions for you to ponder how you're doing in these areas that he, he brings up. And, and one thing I do like is I like numbered lists or like, you know, bullet points or like A, B, C, D. He has so many of them. Mm. <laughs> like every chapter is like this. Okay, one, two, three, four, five. Okay, the next section, this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You know, and it's like, ah, okay. I like that sort of organization. Yeah. Um, I can almost like check it off. I mean, it's not necessarily meant that way, but it's just like to work through that kind of logical way. Yeah. It's weird to hear you say that because when I give you a list, Uh you know, where it says like, (laughs) number one, make me a sandwich. Number two, rub my shoulders. Rub my feet. Yeah. 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 How did I know you were going to do that? Yeah. How come that list isn't welcomed with as much enthusiasm? I don't like every numbered list. (laughs) I can't say that they're equally enjoyable, all the lists, but I do like organization and things structured. Yeah. Just not your task. And I I like back rubs. Yeah. And sandwiches. Touche. so I think that is a, a, a strong point here yeah. that there is practical bullet pointed yes. advice. Yes. Uh, and that's, that's maybe a good way to think about this book is just kind of like real practical mm-hmm. tips, suggestions, ideas. Um, and so we think there are a few good things about this book and we're going to talk through these six commitments here. Uh, but first I was, I personally, I got snagged up on this preface. Um, page one. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 so this was one of the elements of this book that I didn't love. Right. And right at the beginning, the very first sentence of the book says this, for some reason, I seem to be drawn to write about things I am not very good at. Marriage is a prime example. Hmm. And so I'm reading this as someone who wants to learn from this author about how to have a better marriage, how to have a... Um, how to be a godly husband, how to grow and develop in my relationship with my spouse. Right. And I'm just a little deterred by that opening sentence. And the, the preface is only two pages. The, the very next <clears throat> page says at the end of the preface, I don't have any brilliant, uh, I don't have any personal brilliance to give you. In a real way, this book is a testimony to my own rescue. So... Yeah. There, there is a bit of um, a negative yeah, yeah. Uh, opening here right. in claiming to not be an expert on this topic, yeah. to not have <laughs> right. a good example of this in his own life, right. and to, well, in his words, to not be very good at marriage. So I think he's being, you know, overly, seeking to be overly humble here and yeah deflect the attention and the credit away from himself and his accomplishments to God. Yes. Uh, But 
I just, um, I guess I, I would like to learn about how to, how to have a good marriage from someone who does have a good marriage. Right. And in the same way that if I'm going to go get LASIK eye surgery and someone's going to aim a laser into my eyeball, yeah. I want that person to not preface the surgery by saying, hey, I'm not very good at this. Yeah. In fact, I ended up in a profession that I am just <laughs> not, that I'm a failure in. <laughs> I'm no good, but glad you're here. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, and I, I think you're right. I mean, it, it's the preface is kind of like, oh, well, why are why are you writing the book then? You know, but as you go on through the book, I think you can see that he is trying to show that he was at first in his new beginning stages of marriage when he first got married that he was not very good. That he um, he talks about his pride and how he never owned up to his failures, and he he gives a lot of credit to his wife being so loving and gentle with him, but that he just was kind of a mess. And that through different, God bringing in different people or God bringing in different scriptures or God bringing in different trials, he has grown a lot and now they have a good marriage. And that's clear. Like he says now we have such a great relationship. We love each other. We've worked so hard. And so I think, you know, while he prefaces it saying like, uh, I'm no good at this. I, you know, kind of like, why did I write this book? It, I think you see throughout his writing that he has learned a lot. He has changed a lot. He's grown a lot. And so God is the one who's done this work. He just wasn't naturally good at it at the beginning. Yeah. I mean, I suppose you, you don't know that from the preface because right. it says right. in present tense, yeah. I am <laughs> not very good at this. I know. Let's rewrite it. Yeah. I used to not be very yeah. good at this. Yeah. And I am all for giving God 100% of the credit yeah. for any kind of success that we experience in our marriage or any endeavor in for this sure. world. Yes. I don't ever want to get to a point where it's like, hey, I'm here because I've done this all on my own. Look right. at how amazing I am. So I appreciate the the humility yeah. that defers attention from myself and onto the Lord. I just, I, I think me and you could say confidently into the microphone mm -hmm. here to our podcast listeners and to any anyone who had a conversation with us. Yeah. I think we would both say we have a good relationship. Yeah. We have a good marriage. We do. Um, we're not I'm not a perfect husband, you're not a perfect wife. We would never claim to be. Right. But we have a really good marriage. Yeah. And we're so <laughs> thankful for it. Super. So I think we yeah. can say that without being prideful, but mm -hmm. genuinely expressing thankfulness to God for his grace in allowing us to have a good marriage. Yeah, I thank God all the time for that. I thank God for our good marriage. I agree. We we have one. God has blessed us to have one, a good marriage, and I often just say, "Well, thank you, Lord, that I have this husband whom I love, who we get along with, who we work together well." I mean, just I can list off a ton of things that God has given us in this marriage, and I am super thankful for it, and I'm glad we get to talk about marriage in this context because God has been faithful to bless us with a strong marriage. Right, and, and I think, you know, if our marriage were to drop off the edge of a cliff, we would probably get out of the marriage podcast business, <laughs> yes. and we would stop offering marriage advice True. and biblical counsel about True. what the Bible says about marriage. Yeah. So... Um, so if we're not here next week, no, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> That's right. So that being said, I, I do think there are some good elements yeah, to this book. Right. Um, I mean, these commitments are are good commitments. Uh, totally. Totally. So I read this one earlier. Commitment number one: We will give ourselves to a regular lifestyle of confession and forgiveness. That's huge. It's so important. Yeah, we cannot go on in a marriage where we never claim our sin. 
the way we've offended God first, and then the way we've offended, sinned against our spouse. I mean, if there's just a attitude of, you know, deal with my sin, or I'm not going to fess up to it. And if there's also an attitude on the other side where you're saying, I'm not going to forgive you for that. I can't forgive you. I can't move on. That is not going to be a strong, healthy, godly marriage. So it's super important to start there. Just we're going to confess to one another, confess to God first, confess to one another and forgive. That's right. And I see people in the counseling office on a weekly basis here at the church and people come in because there are marriage problems Mm -hmm. and often it comes back to a lack of confession and forgiveness. And so I just think when you, when this is off, when you don't have the kind of relationship with your spouse where you can confess your sin and there can be a real transaction of forgiveness, then there are major problems that follow. Yeah. The second commitment is also great. It says we will make growth and change our daily agenda. Yeah. I think that's that's a great commitment that ought to be in place in a Christian marriage. Right. And he talks about in this section removing the weeds, the sin in your life and planting the seeds, actively working on putting the good things. So kind of that put off, put on concept. And so he talks about that in a marriage how whatever we whatever we're going to need to remove, we need to make sure that we're doing that. We're putting the effort in and that we're also putting in new things. So it's like, it just says, don't get stagnant. You know, his point is, and we don't want to get stagnant or say we've arrived at some spot in our marriage or some spot in our godliness. We need to be willing to keep moving forward, keep being sanctified and growing in our marriage and putting that effort in. That's right. And a minute ago, we just said we, you know, we think Uh, we have a good relationship. Mm -hmm. And to a degree, I'm a good husband and you're a good wife. And we want to say that with all humility. And that comes with a full recognition that I'm not a perfect husband and you're not a perfect wife. And in fact, I think one of the things that makes you a good wife is not only your recognition that you're not perfect, but your regular uh, pursuit of growing to become a better wife and to become a godlier woman. So one of your distinguishing characteristics is growth. Yeah. And he makes a big point of that, that that's needed in each person within the relationship of marriage. Yeah. It's a good section and hopefully challenges you to look at the way you're working at your marriage, what you're putting into your marriage, and if you're moving forward. Commitment number three is that we will work together to build a sturdy bond of trust. Yeah. That's so important in a Christian marriage. Um, in fact, uh, marriages are in big trouble when the trust factor is gone, when there is not mutual yes. trust between couples. Um, it's really detrimental to the relationship. Yeah, and I think he gives a lot of specific ways we can break trust and build trust. And so he is really focused on, you know, hey, maybe you don't have that trust or you've lost that trust because of something in your relationship. Here's some ways that we can start building the trust again. Here's some of the things that you can start doing as a couple, as an individual, to make sure you have that trusted character and that trusted relationship. Yeah. Uh, We really ought to be building trust with one another. Uh, There's just going to be instances where we have to give each other the benefit of the doubt. Yes. Yeah. So we need to work to build that kind of trust. Yeah. And with some practical steps in there, that's a helpful thing. Well, we don't have time to discuss the next three commitments, but let me just read them off. Number four is we will commit 
to building a relationship of love. Commitment number five, we will deal with our differences with appreciation and grace. Ah. And number six, we will work to protect our marriage. Yeah. As a counselor, Tripp is, has a lot of different examples and scenarios and things that he's worked through with various couples. So he's kind of almost looks like as he's writing, he's seen so much on the spectrum of issues, good and bad, and seeing a lot of growth. So if you if you are into that sort of approach, those examples, experiences, that will be helpful to look at your own marriage and to see how you can make steps in becoming more godly. Cool. Well... Like I said, we're going to identify some winners of people who have um, entered to win this book. And then the next one we're going to give away is called Married for God by Christopher Ash. So be, look, be on the lookout for that one to come out here in a week or so. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening in, and we will talk to you next time. All right. See you.